Um, you may have heard of a wonderful man of God by the name of Hank Kuhneman. Hank and Brenda Kuhneman are in Omaha, Nebraska, and he has been kind of all over the prophetic voice lately through um, Kenneth Copeland's yeah, ministry. Internationally and, and internationally. Right. And so um, we've known Hank for uh, 13 years. years at least. And um, and Hank has been prophesying over us. And, and what happens when he does is I grab a sheet of paper and I write as fast as my hand can write. And then I type it as fast as we can possibly do it. And I've got prophetic words back from um, 2007, 2008, 2009, all the way up to, you know, very recently. And one of the ones that Richard and I were reading um, really clarifies what happened to me two nights ago. Yeah. And if you want to read it, yeah. and then while he's looking for this, I have a prophetic word, and I, I've got it here. I keep it with me all the time. Um, I have the original. This is a copy, but I actually have the original, and it was written in 1906. And if you can see it, there it is. This is a copy of it. It was my great grandfather who had a prophetic ministry he had a prophetic ministry revelation given to the church september 1906 114 years yeah. ago so this is something that i've always been drawn to always experienced always um, felt was a part of my life and now it has been happening more and more and more now for me, it's usually been for a specific person or for something in our ministry or um, usually an event um, where I go to Richard and say, now, Richard, the Lord said this and the Lord showed me this. So it's very specific, but it's kind of more individual. But the last couple of months, it has been more on a, um, a group, so to speak. And, and that's been, what happened. It's been happening more and more and more. In fact... In fact, you gave a prophetic word about a month and a half ago or so, and it had oh, it had almost a quarter of a million views. It, 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 it's it's, it's, it's mind-boggling going back to my great-grandfather in 1906, but, but this is not mind-boggling in a sense to me. It's something that is very familiar to no. to what I grew up with. Let me read let me read the prophetic word that came over Lindsay. Now this is this is Pastor Hank Kuhneman out of Omaha, Nebraska. He gave her this prophetic word. And I hope it's all clear because like I said, I write as fast as I can and and then I type it out. It says, and I tell you a truth, there is a visitation, the Lord says, that is coming even in the night hour. That's what you've been having dreams in the night. I have spoken it, I have declared it now. Now you begin to enter into a season of dreams. That's Which exactly is what's really been what's been happening. And the Lord says, yes, <laughs> but in the past you have said, oh yes, I have heard that. But God says, watch, put me to the test. Put that notebook by your bed. He can tell you about that. And God says, write your dreams and you will feel progressive things that I will do concerning dreams. And the Lord said, it is a... It is to pull a dimension out of you that many have not seen before. Now, we've been married for 40 years. And he's seen it. And this is getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, but it's been always like something private for our family, for people, the yeah. individuals, like I said. So it's a dimension out of which you have not seen, but many have not seen before. But it is the reason you have always been drawn to it because, excuse me, the Lord says, the Lord says there is a prophetic mantle. There is a prophetic anointing upon your life, and God says, I want to move you more and more in that dimension. Now, this has been happening more and more and more. And when she, 
Uh, I'd been out yesterday afternoon and I came back home, still had my golf hat on. And she said, you got to help me with this because I got to tell you what God has shown me. And then, and then she does it and had about 50,000 people watching it. And all of a sudden it's deleted. Now, it's gone. When you think about the prophetic word, you think it's serious. You think it's, it's, um, it's, it's directional. It's, it's so important, which it is. And all, here we go again. All I can do is giggle. Richard knows that there has been a notebook beside my bed. We've been married almost 41 years. And that notebook has well, been beside my bed for 41 years. A different one every night. There's always a notebook by her bed because she is continually waking up in the night and writing things down that the Lord has given her. And that's been, that's been, been going normal. for years. But it's usually very... Um, much for an individual or, you know, like a group of people but or something like that. It's, it's gone, it's gone global now and it's become, it's become, uh, it's become more dreams, Lizzie, oh. more dreams than ever before. And there's been such a joy and what God was showing to me was so interesting that you have to understand it happened Saturday night. I called a friend of mine who's just been released. This isn't funny, but it's like <laughs> joyful. She's just been released from the hospital, and I called her to talk to her, and the joy of the Lord hit, and we're laughing. This is a woman that just got out of the hospital. You think it should be a little bit more serious, but God was saying something to me in this dream, and it has been almost what I can say is contagious. So what happened was, in the night, I saw... Uh, Naaman the leper. Remember in the Bible, and, mm -hmm. and Richard can help me with this and make sure I get the Second details Kings. right. In Second Kings, Naaman the leper um, is about to die. And he has a little handmaiden like a servant girl. And the Bible calls her well, a servant girl. Need, someone who assists him. You need to know that Naaman was the commander-in-chief of all the army there you go. of Syria. This is so pretty, good this. a pretty important guy, okay? He right next to the king. The most, number one general. So the young lady says to him, if you would go to the prophet, I wish we could get a hold of the prophet because I believe he can pray for you and you'll be healed. So instead, Naaman goes to the king. Now imagine at any whim, you just knock on the door to the king and say, hi, howdy, I'm here. So this was a very powerful and important man. So here Naaman goes there and the king's like, who do you think I am that I can heal the sick? I'm not God. What's wrong with you? And he leaves. And the young lady gets word. They all got word. Well, Naaman heard about it. Yes. And Naaman sent word up, up, up there to the king's palace and said, said, tell him to come down to Samaria. Na not Naaman. Naaman's the lever. I'm sorry. I beg your pardon. Elisha, the prophet. Elisha, the prophet, sent a message saying, tell Naaman to come down to Samaria. And he'll know there's a prophet in and Israel. And he'll know there's a prophet in Israel. So he's like, okay. And he is very proud, very powerful, very arrogant, yeah, very rude. Right. You know, I mean, those are my words. But if you read it in Second Kings, you'll kind of understand the scenario. So in the scenario, <clears throat> he gets ready to go to the prophet. But the prophet recognized. He doesn't, doesn't come out of his house. Yeah. The prophet recognized, okay, we got to deal with this. I'm not going to just brush him off. But we got to deal with the situation where he is, not where I wish he was. And so he sends a message through another person his, to his go name. tell Naaman, go into the Jordan River and wash seven times. And Naaman's like, how dare you? Don't you know who I am? And well, he got greatly offended. And he got greatly offended. He says, this isn't funny, but this is what's been happening to me. And he said, I, why couldn't I just dip in my own rivers in my own country? They're much cleaner than yours. And he, he, he walked away. He was, he was mad. He was offended. He was 
put out. He was probably tired. He was probably exhausted. He probably, you know, let a, a disease that had started to run its course. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why he could have been, let's just say, frustrated. And I'm going to stop right there and say, in 2020, there's a lot of reasons we all could be frustrated. <laughs> lots and lots and lots and lots of reasons. Sure whether are. it's COVID, whether it's a very unusual election, whether it's the economy, whether it's listening to the news, switching the channel, and the same news says something completely different about the same subject. There's a lot of reasons to be confused or frustrated. So he marches off. And his young lady that was no, attending no, the, to him. No, one of the uh, one of his officers. Right. One of his officers said to him, "You, you sir, you were expecting Elisha to do something. Some great, great big, um, almost like pomp and circumstance yeah, exactly. over you. But instead, he said something, and you don't want to do it. But wouldn't it be better mm -hmm. to just do what the prophet says? Listen to the prophet." See, the Bible says when you listen to the prophet, you receive the prophet's reward. When you receive the prophet, you're established, and you receive the prophet's reward. And God does nothing in the earth until he at first establishes it through his prophets. So while he's kind of giving a lot of nerve to talk to a big commander like that, he said, wouldn't it be better to just go try it out and see what happens? And, and it's better than losing your life or staying sick for so long. And I'm sure Naaman probably said, yeah, of course you're right, but you know, it takes a lot to just, in a sense, cause come off your high horse or whatever it is, you know, come down from your exhaustion or, or from the way you're thinking. You see, he was thinking militarily. He was thinking the king. He was thinking um, how he commands the military. He was thinking about battles and how he would operate. You see, today we think about how we operate. Yeah, his, his pride got in his way. Well, and we would think of, I want to do it this way. I wish COVID was over. I had to catch myself because I kept saying, I thought COVID would be over by now. I thought the economy would be different. I thought the election would. I, I never thought I'd live in a, in a, I'm 65. I just turned 65 at Christmas. I tell people I became the speed limit at Christmas. And, and I never thought I would live to see elections go the way this one went. I mean, it's just a surprise to me. So in all of that, I began to listen to what the prophets were saying. I turned the news off. I was turning off other things, things that were kind of maybe affecting my spiritual belief, maybe not my spiritual belief, but affecting how I was looking at situations. And yes, when you look at the economy, you could get into fear. When you look at the election, you could get into fear or worry. When you look at COVID, yeah. you could get into fear. When you right. look at your friends who are hospitalized and still in the hospital, you can get into fear. Right. Right. And, and, and we've experienced things where people who have really suffered where, I mean, in many different cases, like you couldn't go be with them in the hospital, even though they didn't have COVID, but it was for the fear of COVID. And so all of this mishmashing, I began to try and tune everything out and just listen to the Lord and listen to the prophets. When you receive the prophet, you're established. You receive the prophet's reward of what the prophet's saying. So I was like, okie dokie, and that was the end of it. You thought. I thought. <laughs> and two nights ago, I went to sleep, and I saw what we were just saying in Second Kings. It was like I was standing at the Jordan River, and there was Naaman, and there was getting ready to get in the muddy waters of Jordan, and there was there was some spectators watching, and here he goes, and the first time, nothing. The second time, he dips down, nothing. Now, the Lord told him seven times. Why seven? Well, it's God's number for complete, okay, or it's God's number for perfection, okay, but more than that, I think God was 
causing Naaman to get into an atmosphere of trusting God. So the first time, he could have been discouraged. He looks at his skin, still the same. Second time, still the same. Third, fourth, fifth, it's still the same. It would be so easy for him to have gotten up, and I wanted to say, don't quit, don't give up, stop, don't stop. You know, hang in there, buddy. And I'm, I can't say anything. I'm watching this. And lo and behold, he dips the sixth time. He dips the seventh time. And the Bible says his skin comes out like that of a little child, yeah. right? Leprosy's gone. It's gone. So all of a sudden, I see it start all over like, er, rewind. And instead, of, the first time he went under, nothing. Second time, nothing. Third time, pretty much nothing. All of a sudden, I began to see I was in the water with him. Richard was in the water with him. Our family was in the water with him. People in our ministry in the water with him. My friends. I saw a very specific friend of mine, like I said, the one who had had surgery, <clears throat> excuse me, in the water with us. And all of a sudden, we're going under the first time, nothing. We're dipping the second time, nothing. Third time, like Naaman, nothing changes. Why are we in the Jordan River? Why am I seeing this vision? Why am I seeing all this? And clear as a bell, the Lord was saying to me, my people are giving up too soon. My people are quitting too yeah, soon. Say that again, say that again. My people are giving up too soon. Yeah. And remember, I started talking about the phrase yeah. mid-miracle. Don't yeah. stop mid-miracle. And then I saw a bunch of people, and I even saw this congregation from a church that I, I knew I'd been at, and I recognized their faces, and they were in the water with us. And I, saw, I just saw, like, for lack of better terms, a sea of people. And all of a sudden, a bunch of them got discouraged. And said, I quit. I give up. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm walking out. I can't do this anymore. And they walked away. They were sad. They were mad. They were discouraged. They were defeated. Mm -hmm. I'm going to either almost, almost like depressed. I knew it would never work. And out they went. And here Naaman is like on the sidelines going, no, get back in. Naaman, the one who didn't want to do it. But he had seen the results, the fruit of his labor, saying, come on, let's Cause, go. Because he didn't quit. Because he didn't quit. So all of a sudden, I'm sitting there hollering, don't quit. Come on, we've got to do this again. And I began to see, we've got to do it one more time. We've got to keep going. Come on, you guys, keep going. And then there was a group of people with me. And Richard and my family go, come on, we can do this. Let's dip one more time. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. And as we were doing it, people were coming up shouting, I'm healed. And other people were saying, I'm not healed yet, but I have hope. I can see hope. And other people were shouting, I got the job. I got the job. No, we're in the water in this vision, in this dream. We're in the river. We're not in the employment agency. We're in the river. And I'm not telling you go find a river and jump in it. Not at all. All I'm telling you is I saw God's vision in my sleep, what I was seeing about telling my people, God was saying, don't quit too soon. My people are giving up too soon. Be not weary in your well-doing, for you shall reap if you don't Lindsay, quit. Lindsay, this, this is so powerful because this is where so many people are right now. They're so close to a miracle, but they quit too soon. And I was telling the story when this thing deleted. <clears throat> I was telling the story. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Richard and I were trying to have babies. And I'd been told at 18 I'd never have kids. I'd had... Uh, surgeries, doctors, all the um, indications of it. First pregnancy, miscarriage, second pregnancy, miscarriage, um, third. surgeries, third third pregnancy. I had my son die, die in our arms. They, you know, we documented two miscarriages. The doctors believe it was three. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
And then the next thing you know, I have a full-term baby died in our arms. So by now, I was extremely, really overwhelmed, no, emotionally, you, you, you physically, and I, I quit. You wanted to quit. I went to Richard's daddy, Oral Roberts. Well, can I back up a minute? Sure. You said to me, don't ever ask me to get pregnant, pregnant again. again. I said, I'm done. Well, I, I couldn't blame her. And I so <clears throat> I go to Richard's daddy, and you have to understand how Oral Roberts was. He would hear you out. And then he'd give you this huge spiritual dissertation. He's been in heaven a long time now, and I'm, oh, how I wish. He was sitting in this room with us to give us this huge spiritual dissertation again. And at that time, I was like, I'm going to hear you out. I'm going to say what I have to say, and I don't want to hear anything spiritual, which I did, but, you know, I was hurting. And I said, I quit. I quit the ministry. I'm not going to try and get pregnant again. I'm done. I'm finished. I quit. And he said, okay. And I thought, <laughs> that's not like him. And he said, but I want to ask you a question. What would you miss out on that's on the other side of the miracle if you quit too soon? My answer. Listen to that. Listen to that. Jordan, Olivia, and Chloe. Jordan, Olivia, and Chloe was on the other side of my believing God for my miracle. And in the dream that I had two nights ago, I kept hearing the Lord say, don't quit mid-miracle. That was like dipping the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time. If happened. Naaman had quit mid-miracle, he would have still had leprosy. He probably would have died. He certainly would have been sick for a lot more time. And instead, I hear the Lord saying, don't quit mid-miracle. So I'm saying this in this dream. And all of a sudden, we go four, five, six, seventh time. We all begin to shout and rejoice. Now, some people were instantly healed. Some people were saying, I have hope to be healed. But here's what happened. <laughs> This is what I can't get away from from the last couple of days. And he knows. He tries to have a conversation with me. The Lord said, 2020 tried to steal your joy. Um, that's for sure. That's right. He said, 2020 tried to steal your hope and your health and your faith. But most of all, one of the things that I was seeing in 2020, it was stealing, including me, my joy. I was, I was looking at situations and I, was, I wasn't feeling hopeless, but I certainly wasn't joyful. You look at the economy. It's not joyful. You look at the way the election was going. It's not joyful in the fact that it was confusing. Yeah. When you're in confusion, it's not joyful. And the Lord said, I want you to dip seven times. Not only want you healed, I want you whole. I want you delivered. I want your finances delivered. I want people to be totally and completely restored from what's happened in 2020. But he said, most of all, I want your joy restored. And I said, why? I'm, now, how about that for a question? And the Lord spoke to my heart, the joy of the Lord is your strength. He wants us strong. He wants us to finish 2020 strong. And so all of a sudden I saw us, all of us that were in, in, in this vision, in this dream, in the Jordan River, we all started laughing. And then I woke up. <laughs> and every time I've tried to talk to Rich, <laughs> he knows it. I can't stop laughing. I'm out trying to, I tried to scramble eggs this morning. <laughs> couldn't stop laughing. Now that's an experience. Now if you... <laughs> If you've ever seen me scramble eggs or anything else in the kitchen, I do the scramble. You eggs. might be the one giggling, but <laughs> making breakfast isn't that funny. Of course, unless you're on the other end of the eggs, but or the other end of the pan. Exactly. <laughs> and this has been going on. I called my friend and I tried to talk to her about being out. <laughs> I started laughing so hard. I said, "The joy of the Lord has just been all over me since this dream." I want to pray for you. 
Not only pray for you for your finances, not only pray for you for your expectations, for your physical body. I want to pray for our nation as a country. I want to pray most of all, as the Lord was showing me, for your joy to be restored because that joy is your strength and it gives you hope. When we have lost hope, you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but but hope restored is like a tree of life the Bible talks about. So I want to see our hope restored. I want to see our joy restored. I want to see your physical body. I want to see your finances. I want you to get a job and a better job, a great job. I want you to see your family, all of it. Maybe you've had a very sad year. I, I, I have someone that I know that has experienced not one but two deaths this year. That's not funny. And I, I don't want to see her, her joy taken the life out of her. And so I prayed and prayed and prayed, but I believe that it's been a supernatural attack against our joy. It so it will take a supernatural spirit from the living God to bring not only laughter. See, to me, I love Lucy is funny. That's laughter. But joy a is a different. It's the joy of the Lord that becomes your strength. And that's to me what people call holy laughter. And I look sometimes and I mean, today I should... Can't stop this. I try. You know, remember Mary Poppins when they were laughing and they went up on the roof or they, they floated up. I'm not talking to be Mary Poppins, but I'm saying laughter, in a sense, the way I interpret that as a child, was that it makes you lighthearted. And many of us have been very, in a sense, heavy-hearted over the cares of the world throughout this whole last year. But nowhere in the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, does it talk about COVID. And the Bible didn't change because a lot of things and circumstances began to change. But I believe God wants not only to restore our finances, restore our health, restore our, our encouragement, restore our hope, but I think he wants to restore our joy. And so right now in the name of Jesus, I pray for you. I pray for you now. And like I said, this video got deleted. And I just said, you know, most people would say, oh me, oh my, and start, yeah, you know, despair. No, I said, let's do it again. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to give up. That may have been under one and two and three and four, and Satan wanted to put me under five and say, uh-uh. You may have to do it seven times. <laughs> I'll be back if I have to do it again. I'm praying for the joy of the Lord to be your strength. I'm praying that you're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I pray you believe the prophet and you're established and you receive the prophet's reward. And I just pray for you. I pray for physical healing. I pray for financial healing. I pray for encouragement. I pray for any emotions. heaviness to be gone. I pray for your emotions. In fact, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So I pray for your soul. I pray for the joy of the Lord to be your strength. I pray for God to supernaturally meet your every financial need. He said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. He said, I pray that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. That means a successful journey along the road of life. Prosper, a successful journey. In, be in health, a constant continual state of well-being, even as your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions prosper. That's, that's third John 2. That's from your head to your toes. From your head to your toes. I pray for your spirit. I pray for your soul. I pray for your body. I pray for your family. I pray for encouragement. I pray for your finances. Why? Because I believe the Bible. And I believe we have a Bible right to stand on the Word of God and stand on the authority of the Word of God. So I pray for you today. I pray, I pray you have hope restored and joy restored. And I pray that the Lord becomes your strength. The Bible didn't lose any of its power or any of its pages because COVID hit. I believe the Bible and I pray for you in every prayer request that you've been sending. I look at those prayer requests and I pray for you. And he knows I do this. I'll go back 
and I'll lay hands on it. And I have a, a, you know, like some people have your phone. I'll lay hands on my phone. I may not be able to see it all or figure it all out, and I'm very not technical. But at the same time, I will say, Lord, any person who has texted our ministry, called our ministry, emailed our ministry, gone on Facebook, we're going to post this up on YouTube and hope it stays up. And 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 whatever. Whatever. And I'm, <laughs> well, if it doesn't, we'll do it again. <laughs> it's not funny it got deleted, but it's hilarious. Why? Because I see that there's hope and there's joy, and I refuse to be defeated. I'm not going to stop mid-miracle. I'm not going to dip three times. I'm going under all seven. Why? Not because I'm telling you go underwater, but I'm saying spiritually speaking, it's metaphorically speaking. Believe the word of the Lord and just believe the Bible and act on the Bible. If you turn on the news, sometimes it makes you encouraged. Sometimes it makes you discouraged. If you, you know, listen to a phone call, sometimes you can be encouraged or discouraged. Maybe you look at your bank account. Sometimes you're encouraged. Sometimes you're discouraged or on your job. But I believe we can believe the word of the Lord. And I believe the joy, a supernatural infusion of joy that lifts up the heaviness. When I woke up after that, uh, two nights ago, Saturday night, there was such joy in my heart. There was joy in the room. There was such a lightness, a lightheartedness. I can't explain it. I believe it was supernatural. So I pray for the supernatural power of Almighty God through the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus to lift you up into a dimension of peace and joy and hope and restoration and vindication and exoneration. And I pray the Bible talks about to be restored. The Bible talks very much about the, 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 the restitution and, and the recompense of reward. I'm asking God for the recompense of reward for this entire last year. How? I don't have to worry about how. I just have to believe God and pray. And I pray for you. I pray for every element. The Bible says he wants to perfect the things that concern you. Whatever area you're concerned, spiritually, physically, financially, in your family, in your friends, in your job, in your emotions, in your finances, in whatever, I am praying for a divine supernatural intervention. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Prince of Peace, nothing missing, nothing broken. And I pray that we understand that not only the birth of Jesus, the life of Jesus, the resurrection power of Jesus, that's what makes Christianity Christianity. It is the miracle working power of God through his son Jesus. And that's what I pray hits you today in such a precious way, not not weirdly hits you, but like laughter has, um, what, what can I say, has taken over me. And I pray in the name of Jesus that from your spirit, man, not from the outside, you know, like a hit from the outside. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm praying from the inside out that you feel a refreshing, you feel a restoration, you feel a joy, you feel a lift, you feel hope, peace, joy, healing, wholeness. That is my prayer according to the word of God, in Jesus' name. I pray God blesses you according to God's word. I pray God infuses joy into you according to God's word. And I pray the peace of God on every situation that you face in every way, in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening, yep. and I pray this stays up in Jesus' name. If it doesn't, hey, I'll be back. Bless you all. Thank you for joining us, and be blessed in Jesus name. Amen. Bye-bye for now. If you're enjoying this Place for Miracles podcast, please subscribe and rate us. It helps spread the healing message. And remember, we want to pray for your needs today. 
Go to oralroberts.com prayer or call the prayer group at 918-495-7777 and let us know your prayer request. Expect a miracle today.